for Go Yard. We're excited about that. Every Thursday night at this time, we love being on the air, Dr. Angel. Don't you enjoy it still? After all these five and a half years? Yes, yes. It never grows old. It's always fresh. It's always exciting. It always is. We love uh, doing this life coaching show. What is the goal of Go Yard and what does Go Yard mean if we have some new listeners out there tonight? Sure, go yard. It's a baseball term. We love baseball. We love baseball. And it means hitting a home run. And our show is all about helping our listeners hit those proverbial home runs in life, learning to live life and live it well, not just exist. Yeah, because there's so many people that are just barely hanging on in life, don't you think? They have all kinds of issues going on, and they just let those issues rule and and drive them crazy every day, right? Well, actually. Absolutely. They either, you know, let them kind of rule them and they're driving them crazy or they try to, you know, push them to the side and ignore them. But they're there and they're impacting them. Right. They're they're feeling powerless over them. Yes, absolutely. What kind of shows have we done in the last five and a half years? Can you give us any examples? Any examples? Because we've had a lot of shows that turned into series. Yes, we have. Most of them. We've done shows on boundaries. We've done shows on healthy relationships, parenting, a uh, variety of mental health topics, um, substance abuse, codependency. I mean, that was last week we were talking about codependency. We, we have we have talked about that in a lot of a lot. variety of yeah. ways. Yeah, but we have. absolutely self esteem, self esteem, like, divorce, worry, anxiety. You name it. We probably have a show on it. So we have all kinds of shows in the queue still here in podcast form at TantalkNetwork.com. You just go to that website, and also you can go to the podcast tab. Go to the name of the show, Go Yard, and you'll see a bunch of shows open up for your ability to listen at any time. Same with our website, because uh, we do take a lot of our shows and put them on our website. Why? Well, because on our website, they're titled. They have a title. So when you're, you know, going through life, maybe you didn't know the show, maybe the topic didn't mean much to you at the time, and then life happens, and there's probably a show for something you're going through right yeah, now. Probably a 64-part series. <laughs> not, <laughs> not exactly. not that long. No, they're not. They're usually three to five, though. I mean, True. Because it, it takes a lot to get. Why? Yeah, you explain that. Well, I will. You know, because we don't just take a surface of a topic. We go down root digging is what I like to exactly. call it. We go down to the bottom of that topic, and we really try to expose it for everything it is. And right. we give our listeners real tools to deal with it and get out. That's the word right there, tools. That's what this show is all about. We want to help you help yourself. We want to help you have some life coaching that is pertinent to your life right now. We want to give you hope. We want to give you uh, answers in areas of your life and give you suggestions, don't you think, on how to try things maybe a little differently than, than maybe how you're handling life in certain areas right now. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people walking around feeling overwhelmed, stressed, defeated, like those words I hear all the time. And like, that's what we're all about, helping you not feel that way, helping you get back on top of whatever it is that's causing that. And the reason you hear those terms is because you are in private practice now, Dr. Angel, uh, and you have been almost a year, you're not quite 10 months, I think you are, have been in private practice. Yes. And that's exciting, and we're happy for you. And what kind of patients do you take? Oh, I take um, children, teens, adults, couples, and families. <laughs> I love it when Ooh. you give that list because it's basically everybody but old people. Uh, well, I know. You take they're, old they're people, adults. too. Yes, I do. Oh, they're adults. Okay. All right. So you do take them all. Uh, last spring, a year ago right now, you uh, created an office in the front of our ministry building we created a new space in clearwater 2058 weaver park drive easy to find right off of hercules between drew and sunset point so if people want to find your office it's easy yes it's got a sign over the door on the door uh they can call you at 
727. I know you don't think I know this. 501-6557. Yes, they can. 501-6557. Also, now people are setting appointments with you online. They are. And so they can reach me online at www.drangelsdevelopment.com. Does angels have an apostrophe in it? Nope, it just has an S. All right, DrAngelsDevelopment.com and set up an appointment for an available time. Uh, you take uh, cash, you do sliding scale, don't you? I do. I take sliding scale. We take cards, credit, debit, FSA, and HSA accounts. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Okay, so and I hear the grapevine says you're very reasonably priced. So that's good. So since I'm getting counseled, no, I'm not getting counseled. <laughs> but uh, but we do counseling around here on Thursday night. Yes, that's we what do. this is all about. So I guess I do get counseling from you. <laughs> all right. So I'm Mama Mac, and she's Doctor Angel, and we're excited about being here live with you again tonight. You can call us in the, during the show seven two seven four four one three thousand. If you listen to this show later, not when it's live, then you couldn't call in right then. So you'd have to email, which is easy to do. Goyard twenty fourteen at gmail our web address is, our website is goyard2014.org, O-R-G, right? All right, so tonight we're going to do one of our winged specials. That's a winged special. It has nothing to do with chicken. No. Nor does it have anything to do with pork. No. No? Do pork? Yeah, pork don't have wings. They don't have wings. Oh, but yeah. that's okay. It's Thursday night and it's our brains Thursday are tired. Night and I'm tired. Right? <laughs> Maybe okay. your pork has wings. Uh, no, actually, my pork does not have wings. So, yes, a winged special for us means what, doctor? It means we have picked a topic title and that that's is it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Tommy just thinks, he looks at us like, are you kidding? Nope. Yep. No, prepar- no preparation whatsoever. And one of the reasons is because a lot of the times the Winget shows come from a lot that's been going on in your practice during the week, my life as pastor, as realtor, or whatever, and we kind of we can kind of just come together on a topic that has pertained to our week in a way, absolutely, right? and something that'll be valuable to our listeners. And, yeah, you know, it's it. I think they're fun, and I think some of our best shows have come out of our, our, oh, our Winget yeah. shows. We're so. going to call this one tonight. How do you see it? How do you see it? Yeah. How do you see it? So um, I was just, somebody was asking me the other day, when did you start wearing glasses? Because I've always had great eyes until, I said, well, age 40. Yeah, suddenly at age 40, seriously, within a month after I turned 40, my arm was not long enough anymore, you know? And you, and you know. just kind of, you know, you got to hold the, the Bible or the book way out there. And I, got, and I realized, wow, okay, I better go to the eye doctor, you know? Went straight into bifocals. But that was a long time ago, obviously. But, um, you know, I needed those glasses, and I wore glasses all the time, and I, I'm fine with that, you know, because it, it helps me see yes, it correctly, does. right? And without them, it's really hard sometimes to see the computer correctly, et cetera, right? I it can agree. be a little fuzzy, right? But I think a lot of people go through life, Dr. Angel, not necessarily with their natural eyesight being fuzzy, but with their thinking, with the way they see life, with the way they see problems, with the way they see people in their lives, with the way they see their future, with the way they see their past in a very fuzzy kind of uh, way. Negative, perhaps, is the word I'm looking for. Sure. You know, um, they're perspective is the word we're kind of focusing on and how do we see it but you're right and you know you can't just go to the you know just like you go to the eye doctor oh you can't read that chart oh we can give you something to help right they're seeing things distorted right they're not realizing it and it's their reality and a lot of times they're feeling miserable defeated overwhelmed like all those negative depressed anxious and it has to do with this distorted perspective that they have. Because two people can be in the same room, experience the same situation, have different memories of what happened, right? Absolutely. Or have seen it totally different as to who said what and how it happened or came about. Mm-hmm. Like in a work environment, two people are sitting next to each other in a cube or whatever, and something happens and they can recount it totally different, right? Yes, they can, because their perspective 
perspective is based our perspective is based on what's important to us it's based on parts of our personality our experiences our likes our dislikes like that kind of starts shaping our perspective and how we see it so what's important to us let's go back to that what's important to us so let's again take that metaphor two people experiencing the same critique from their boss let's say okay and they're both and the boss is saying you got to do it this way and you got to da 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 and two people leave at lunch and they can you believe how angry she was okay Mm -hmm. and the other one goes no no i didn't think that was anger i just thought she was trying to improve our work production right yes 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 is that a good example that's a great example and you know the way so the same event perceived two different ways they're both accurate Right. So, you know, that's something really important to count on because a lot of times people feel like, oh, if it's a different story, somebody's lying. No, they're accurate because that was the perspective they they saw it saw through what those happened. glasses. Right. right. Yeah. So for them, it's their reality for each person. So one person might walk out and say, wow, I really felt encouraged. Like she gave me great feedback and things I can improve on so I right. can, you know, yes. grow as an employee. And the other one might feel like, holy cow, she beat me down. I never can do anything right. I feel like, exactly. you know, I'm always wrong. Exactly. This is a good metaphor. Which, it's a great one. Of course, we're winging it. So, <laughs> uh, but, but because... When we go into a situation like that, when our perspective is different from the other person who is experiencing this same event in real time, right? Yes. yes. Not in looking at a video and how did that how did that make you feel, but in real time, right there, it's based so much our reaction to other factors in our lives, right? That brought us to that moment in time. Yes, it is. I mean, our perspective can be skewed by what happened right before we went into that event. Exactly. Like, did we wake up late for work and we were rush, 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 or, you know, had an accident? Or what happened before that can change how we, mm-hmm. t- you know, our perspective. You know, and it's important. We, You know, let's just take the Bible for an instance. When we look at the Gospels, it's four different perspectives of it the is. same, same experiences, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we get to see it through four unique lenses like which kind of gives us a complete look at the the story from you know a whole perspective right so you know that's an important way and it gives us more accurate perspective of what happened then and how we can you know apply it into our lives but it happens with people all the time and so you know we walk in with this feeling beat up or feeling overwhelmed or whatever we're going to start perceiving everything as overwhelming exactly beating us down so that that metaphor we're using right now the one person's had a rough morning and or maybe just in general feels that people pick on her or him all the time the other person is always looking to have um concrete uh critical evaluation and they take it as not as beating them up but as oh i needed to know how how i can improve that yes right so let's take those two people because that they're kind of like one looking at it from a negative perspective, another from a positive in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we it got, it goes back. That, that didn't just happen that day in that cubicle. This this was set up prior to that, right? Yes. So the way that we our perspective gets shaped is kind of the the accumulation of everything that has come before it. Okay. Okay, so if a person grows up in a home where they are verbally and maybe also physically uh, abused and made to feel less than, maybe made to feel non-important or that they are, you always mess that up. I wish you would, you know, a Mm -hmm. parent that is, is reacting like that all the time. Why do you always get in trouble, Johnny? Why are you constantly in trouble? Why do I have to clean up your messes all the time? Quit spilling the cereal, blah, blah, blah. If that's what they grow up in, aren't they going to be more prone to be looking through those kinds of glasses? Absolutely, they are. And it doesn't even have to be as serious as growing up in that abusive environment to kind of give us that feeling, that negative perspective. Maybe they just believe that they don't measure up to a sibling. Maybe a sibling made better grades in school or did better at sports and they felt like they couldn't measure up. So now they feel like they're less than. And so 
they take everything in that negative perspective. So there's a lot that I've known families where one of the children or two of the children were straight A students or that type of thing, and then another one came along and did not really care about grades, maybe was a smart but never applied himself or herself to studies, and it just wasn't that important to them. And they really didn't want to have that kind of a college education or anything anyway, so they just didn't even try. Correct. And and when that happens, so often they see themselves, because they're told a lot of times by a, a parent, you're, you've got to measure up to your brother and sister. You know, what is wrong with you? Get on, get on it. Come on. You know, exactly. And then that kind of reinforces that something's wrong with me or I'm not good enough. And then they take that into all these experiences that happen through life is now kind of seen through that filter, those glasses, so to speak, of I'm not good enough or I don't measure up. So when someone's trying to help you, you see it as they're hurting me because I don't met here it goes again. I don't measure up. And for those listening right now, and there might be some out there going, whoa, that's me. I do feel that way. I feel like I, my mom never liked me. She liked, you know, my brother and my other brother and my sister and blah, blah, blah. And, and she never had time for me. And she never, she never told me that. I, and, and maybe I, I, I never felt like I was cute like they were, or I wasn't talented, or I didn't dance or perform, or I didn't play basketball like my brother, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm just proposing to you, and you're the resident expert, Ph.D. licensed mental health counselor. We need to throw that in. I think a lot of times, Dr. Angel, uh, the root of a lot of our adult problems goes right back to family dynamics. Family dynamics definitely have a huge impact in a lot of our how we relate to people, how we see ourselves, like as we grow and develop. Absolutely. Um, Those family, those primary family dynamics are super important, like how we have bonded with our parents affects how we can have romantic relationships going forward. It doesn't mean because we've had this negative family dynamic, because there is no perfect family. There, no. There's no such thing. There is not. Um, that it's we're broken. It no. means that we just need to kind of reset a little bit, and we can go forward and change those perspectives. Right. I was talking to someone this week that said uh, that they had a child that seems, even in this child's in her 20s, seems to feel uh, like she has to continually have attention and affection and from the person she's dating, etc., and constantly, um, you know, wants to sit right up against them or on their lap this you know and 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 like it's like something's wrong i mean it's it's like there's not a healthy boundary there with just dating some guy you know what i'm saying oh absolutely and i understand that that i do understand exactly what you're saying and then that's a perspective that you know i have to go and get that love because it's not coming to me freely so i have to kind of keep getting it because some somewhere that perspective was written on that person that if i'm just waiting for it it's not going to happen so i've got to be the one to kind of go get it and it usually goes back down to how we've uh, attached to one of our parents um so to speak or a lack of attachment or lack of it yes i mean that those definitely make a big difference that attachment disorder what is that an attachment disorder is a disorder um, relating to how we've attached to our primary caregivers. Um, so we have, you know, parents, and we can attach healthy to one parent, and maybe have an unhealthy attachment. Maybe uh, a mother or was depressed and she didn't have time for us, or maybe she was, you know, or drug addict or whatever, and we needed that affection from her we needed to know we were loved and we didn't get that in some way that we needed it it can lead to a disorder for us so let's say it's the fourth kid in a line of kids right she's just exhausted and she's exhausted and the first three are highly successful and she doesn't have to help them at night with their schoolwork she doesn't have to encourage them to be on the football team or whatever because they just want to be sure and here comes number four and number four needs more attention because she doesn't Different want gifts, to, talents, diff, right. right? She just doesn't want to do those things, you know, or she doesn't have any desire to be a cheerleader like her sister or whatever, right? Sure. And so, to the person out there that goes, mm, "That's me," uh, talk to us about that attachment disorder and what, how that affects your perspective in life. Sure. I mean, 
the way that we see our parents or our primary caregivers, whoever they are, um, it affects how we see ourselves, how we find our value, how we believe love is supposed to look like. And uh-huh. so when how we believe love is supposed to look like, if define that. Sure. Well, we learn we learn love from our primary caregivers. Like those are the first people that show us love. And the way they show us love as an infant, right? It's the the need meeting cycle we've talked about. A baby has a need, what do they do? No matter what the need is, they cry. The parent comes, meets the need, then the baby's not crying and they're happy again, right? So now I learned I can trust that parent to meet my needs, right? So when we have an attachment issue, that cycle got broken somewhere. So if the kid has a need, parent didn't meet that need at some level so then that tension stays in that child but you're not saying that a parent has to be perfect and always respond immediately when the kid says i need you to help me with my homework tonight because i don't understand how to do this math no, I'm not. And saying the mother that. says, "Are you kidding? Do it yourself." No, I'm not saying that. You're not at all. saying that. There's a okay. difference between being, you know, being responsive, and there's a difference between parenting. You know, there's times where we're job as a parent is to work ourselves out of a job, so and hold them accountable. Oh, uh, why don't you say that again so I can ring my bell? Our job as a parent is to work ourselves out of a job. Why is that? Because our whole goal is to make productive, self-sustaining adults who are happy and content in life. But if the parent at some point in in this child's development is constantly saying, why aren't you as smart as your brother? Exactly. Why aren't you the big football player like your other brother? Why aren't you successful in school? On and on and on. And the child cannot answer that question. No. Why am I not? Well, I'm me. I don't know, right? Well, and that's definitely the danger of when we have multiple children that we start comparing them against each other. Because you have multiple children, and so do I. And I have multiple, multiple grandchildren. (laughs) So, I mean, we we as parents understand this concept. But go ahead. No, absolutely. And we can't compare each child against each other. They're all individuals with gifts, talents, temperaments, personalities, like strengths, weaknesses. But but this is a caution, a yellow light to parents out there that your perspective on how you see each of your children somehow has to be more carefully handled than I think a lot of people do. Oh, I 100% agree with you. Is um, that the right word for that, carefully handled? It does need to be handled with care because... I was like I was working with one mom and she really wanted to have a son and that's all she wanted was to have a son well she had her firstborn was not a boy it was a girl she didn't want anything to do with the girl because it wasn't a son so she was very avoidant and wow. she provided care but not the nurturing not the extras and then she has a son and just dotes on him and holds him and all over him and these kids have now they're almost grown and there's a huge There's some big problems and conflicts there. There you go. That is an excellent example. We're coming right back. we got to take a break, and we're glad you're joining us tonight on Go Yard. And if you have any questions, you can call in at 727-441-3000, and we will take your call. Go ahead. I was born a stubborn soul. Professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. Slow 
All about perspective, right? Whoa! Why'd you pick that song? Well, you know, I picked it. Director. (laughs) I picked that song because life always throws those mountains, those obstacles. Always. Always, right? So, how do we, our perspective is how do we see that mountain? Do we see that mountain as something we just gotta, you know, problem solve and get over? Or do we see that mountain as, oh, I can't go any further, I'm stopped? Right. Okay, so how should we see it? We should see that mountain as, okay, we have an obstacle. Let's problem solve. Let's get perspective Let's get on a, this. How do you see it, right? That's exactly. our theme tonight on this show right here on Go Yard and Dr. Angel and Mama Mac, and that's who we are. And we're talking about an example of a child that grows up feeling that he or she is not as important to mom let's just say let's just use mom it probably a lot of times it is the mom that it could be mom it could be dad, could be either it, one right sure but um that that they're not they weren't wanted or they weren't needed or whatever like the other one uh how does that cause what what happens in their behavior say at age 20 if they have been treated like that for 20 well, years a lot of things can happen i mean they can completely want nothing to do with that parent they could uh, have unhealthy romantic relationships have unhealthy friendships like what do you mean by unhealthy romantic relationships or friendships what's unhealthy define that well okay so there's not any one specific course of action that would happen there's when we look at attachment disorders there's several different kinds of attachment disorders so they you know we may just feel like I am getting far away from this person that's caused me this pain, or they may still try to do everything they can to achieve that love that they've been missing okay, from that person. Okay, just keep working at it and try to get that person, right. mom or dad, to suddenly see their value. Or they may find a substitute person, which is those romantic relationships. Right. So now they're kind of a proxy for that love or affection I didn't get back here with a parent, I'm going to use this romantic relationship. So I'm just going to spend all my time with you. I need you to constantly tell me I'm good enough. I'm pretty enough. I'm whatever. And, you know, and try to fill that void with a romantic relationship. It probably would not be a conscious thought. I'm going to substitute this girlfriend for my mother's behavior towards me. Right. Probably not a a conscious thought. Not a conscious thought at all. No, not at all. No, no, no. Because, I mean, I can't see people doing that. Oh, I let mean, me pick this girl. No, no, not at all. Not but at what all. it is is we they there's that gap where that need is, and it's still strong, and it's screaming out. So we got to fill that gap with something, right? So, And the need is I want to be appreciated for who I am. I need to be loved. I need to be good loved. I need to be, I need to be told that I'm okay and that I'm just as smart and loving and sweet as my siblings fill in the blank fill in the blank right and so i i I agree with you it's not a conscious thought in people like this no because they're seeing life from a different perspective again our theme tonight if you're just now joining us is how do you see it and a lot of people see it whatever it is in their lives totally different than somebody else going through the very same experience exactly and so when we have that you know that deficit that happens in our childhood whatever that deficit is we it becomes our perspective now everything we see we see through this deficit of this need that's just screaming inside of us and we all we're doing everything we can to try to meet that need in some other way and, and do we have a conscious thought that we're trying to meet that need? Not, Not at, at all. all, right? Not at so all. So it's just our behavior just is happening because that's who we are. And we are substituting oh, yes. a, 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 and reaching out to have that need met within us, whatever that need is. But a lot of times I think from being around people like this that we're talking about, is that a need for affirmation? You're good. You're great. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Or, you know, I just love you so much. Come here. Let me give you a hug. You know, and maybe they don't get any of that. Sure. Haven't gotten that from one of their parents or somebody else in their life that was important. And so now they're reaching to get that from from Right. And so they can become very smothering in their friendships or romantic relationship where they just need to be with this one person or this group of people all the time. I can remember in high school having um, a circle of friends. We were in a singing group, and there were a lot of us. It was called Top 30, so there were a lot of us. There were 30 of us, actually. And But there were little cliques within that oh, sure. group, right? And you can always see in these little 
school cliques and friendships and whatever they might be that uh, sometimes there's one or two that rise to the top and they're very controlling and they want everybody to dress alike, act alike, uh, you know, tell them, oh, tell me everything that happened on your date, you know, and all that kind of sure. high school stuff, right? But it's a control thing to be the one who's in charge and and whatever. And a lot of times those are the very people that will had most deficits Absolutely. in their emotional makeup. Do you know right. what I'm it's saying? A, yeah, it shows there's a fragileness inside of I know there. what you're saying. I can like how can you even remember back to high school? I did not say that at all. You, uh, there's no witnesses. Uh, uh, I did not think that Tommy's at our all. witness. Tommy's our witness. He he yeah, look at him shaking his that head. Happens this but that phenomenon happens all the time. And, yes, and it, it leaves does. a lot of hurt. And so it, does whether it be in a church click or a work click work clicks oh there's a lot of work clicks oh my gosh yes working in the workplace years ago i mean now i work from home so it's a lot easier but back then but you're in your own click now right i'm I'm the only person (laughs) in my click i am and my dogs but but you know back then i can remember that you know that Oh yeah, three or four leave to go to lunch. Why isn't other? Why aren't other people invited? Right? Sure. And, and then there's that measuring up thing. Go ahead. Sure. And all of that skews how we see mm-hmm. ourselves in life. How do you and see it? How do we see it? And so it taints our perspective. And I think are we are a lot of us are walking with this tainted perspective this perspective that's negative so to speak and we don't even really realize it it's kind of like we need this emotional drone you know drones that go up and kind of give you that bird's eye view true we can't get that bird's eye view emotionally or relationally for ourselves because we're just so narrow focused in this perspective we have you know, we do that with real estate now. A lot of times on pictures of homes, especially if they have a body of water behind them, we'll hire the drone. Mm-hmm. And the drone, it's really cool to see it. And, and you know, the, the guy's standing in the street, you know, controlling it. And the drone's going all around and all around. And when you see those pictures, it looks so different than when you're just standing there looking at the house. Absolutely. And does. looking at the pond behind it. Mm-hmm. But when you see it from the drone's perspective, it's amazing. I, I like that metaphor. That's a good metaphor. You got, you got a good one there. I got a good one tonight, too. We're on a roll. Yeah, we are. So, but relate that to people and how they don't see it from 35,000 feet up, you know, we, or 1,200 feet up. And we're not. We're just seeing it from that little view that we have in our life. And so when we walk into that meeting with our boss and they're telling us, you know, ways we can grow as an individual and we just think they attacked, the, attacked us, we're not even willing to think that there could have been another view to that we just want to see it oh that's what it was and i'm not accepting something different and then you know we might even be angry with that coworker. that's like what do you oh, mean i've seen people quit jobs over oh, bad yes. evaluations that perhaps had they taken it from a different perspective that's the big word tonight yes perhaps they would have stayed in that job and thought hey let me let me tweak my performance here let me do this let me do that and perhaps they would still be in that same job Exactly. You know, and it's kind of like... Or marriage. What I, you know, it's just about to go there. Because we, a lot of times when we get stuck in a perspective, we see everything as it's happening to us. We're the victim of, we have no control, and it's usually bad. And that skewed it's perspective. It's that victim perspective that is really bad. Sure. Right? So we see everything as, you know, something bad or something negative. And, you know, here's the thing. If you're looking for the negative, you're going to find it. If you're looking for the positive, you're going to find it. Okay, so for many years, my I, every time I order glasses, I buy the transition lens. And the reason being, in real estate, you're in and out of the car all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to uh, grab this pair of glasses and then that pair of glasses. So they get dark right away when I step out of the car in the Florida heat and the Florida sunshine in the summer. And then when you walk in a house, you can't hardly see. You yes, know, you got to wait a minute until they lighten up again, right? You mm-hmm. might even stand there. Sometimes I have, you walk into a house and it's dark, can't even see where the, the lights are until my glasses will change, mm-hmm. right? Run with that metaphor. Well, right, because it's opened up your perspective uh, to being able go. to see yeah. what's around you yeah. in the physical. But a lot of times we're not waiting for that. We're but not I have allowing to, I have that. to wait right. for my glasses to do that. I can't make them do that. No. I and have to wait until my eyes adjust, right? Right. So oftentimes we're having this situation happen and we're not 
waiting for a minute or being patient for a minute to see, get a different view on it. We're just taking, the, oh, this house has no light and I'm out the door kind of thing. Right. Instead of like, hold on a minute, maybe I have a problem within me. Like my glasses aren't switching exactly. back. Exactly. Isn't that a good metaphor? It's a great metaphor. Because that is what happens. It takes it takes yes, a couple minutes sometimes <laughs> in the summer. And when I'm in and out of houses like that, it'll take it'll take a couple minutes for me to be able to see really clearly. Sure. So And it does and it messes with that view that you have. But emotionally, so often we just take this very narrow closed view of everything instead of considering walk home you know you go home and your husband snaps at you and you just take it personally instead of saying wait a minute maybe that person had a bad day today or maybe they're not feeling well like we don't even want to consider oh they always scream and yell at me you know they're no good but when that's your perspective, how do you see it? That's the title again. Uh, when that's your perspective that somebody is always picking on you. They, oh, they're always yelling at me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do anything right. How many times do you hear people say that? I can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, every time I talk to her, I, I can't do anything right. Right? Mm-hmm. When that is your perspective, it absolutely colors your whole world. It does. And it becomes what you're looking for. You expect it. You're expecting Because everybody it. treats you that way, right? Yes. Everybody treats me like that. Everybody does, right? Sure. You know, just like if we sat here and did a show on a conversation of white pickup trucks, you will drive home tonight and you will be like, oh my gosh, there's a million white pickup trucks. No, there's the same number. There always has been. But now you're paying exactly attention right. to it because your perspective. How many times do you buy a car and you suddenly see that same car Everywhere. color? Because I drive a Mini Cooper convertible and it's red and it's beautiful. And I see them every time, you know, a lot more than I ever used to see them. Exactly. Right. Um, I think this is really a good way to look at it because... So often we are blinded by our negativity. Yes. Or are expecting a a certain situation, person, whatever, to react the way we think they're going to. Exactly. We Because we feel like we're less than. Sure. And so we get totally blinded by it. We get stuck in, unless they react the way we want them to react, then we're stuck in. There's just nothing good ever going to happen. Instead of saying, wait a minute, I have some power here. Right. How many times have you known, this back in high school days, where uh, girls in particular were so conscientious about their weight and whatever, Mm -hmm. and how many times I have, you know, I was not, I did not like to shop with girls, you know, that kind of thing, but there were times I was in somebody's wedding or they were in mine, et cetera, and I can remember seeing friends of mine stand in front of a mirror trying on a, a bridal gown or a... Or a bridesmaid's dress or whatever. Oh, I look so fat in this. And they weigh all of 115 pounds. No, that. Right? But that's how they see themselves. And that's how they saw themselves, right? As fat. And that's what they're going to see when they look back at themselves is is this fat. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was just listening to um, a story of Karen Carpenter this week and her life. Oh, my gosh. She's a great example. Amazing singer. She was such a skinny skinny thing. Such a gifted singer. But, you know, she never even thought she was good enough to sing. One of the best singers ever. Right. She never thought she was good enough to even sing. And then the eating disorder and always thought she was fat. And eventually she died from she the died you know, of complication of the eating disorder. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she always saw herself as not good enough, not measuring up. Boy, no matter. What a sad story. Evidence galore. How many millions of people adored and came to see her and hear her sing. Carpenters. And buy, you know, it was yeah. amazing. Right. Yeah. But her perspective never, she couldn't accept the reality of her perspective. You know what? You know, I'm so glad you brought that life example up because, Dr. Angel, what we're talking about can be life-changing for listeners if they are really listening. This is one of those shows you want to go back and listen to over and over again and, and get the help, the therapy that you might need. And perhaps you need to get a therapist to help work on this sure because that's one of the great goals of therapists is they're kind of i kind of see myself as the drone right i'm kind of giving you a bird's eye <laughs> view of what can else i just is call going you on. drone call me dr drone dr no, drone <laughs> all right but no but that's New kind name. of name dr drone of, and mama Matt. <laughs> yeah i like it but that's yeah. kind of one of the roles that we take in yes. therapy is to look yes, at perspective right. and mm-hmm. offer a full perspective instead of a narrow perspective. That's exactly what you do. 
Uh, and you're good at that. 727-501-6557 is your phone number. I like to throw that in <laughs> once you. in a while. Um, how many people grow up thinking because they've been told all their life that they are not as pretty as their sister or they're not as smart as their brother or whatever the case might be, that they're dumb? Oh, gosh. And, and well, I just can't get it. Nobody likes me. Um uh, a few years ago, one of my grandsons was in one of those traps where he was sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. And I remember sitting at Steak and Shake with him and having this intense talk. And I said, why do you, I always hear you say the teachers don't like me? Because they don't. But you're cute. You're smart. You do good in your schoolwork when you do it. <laughs> You don't do much of your homework, but you are, you are cute and you're smart. What's the deal? No, nobody likes me. They don't like me. And, and it didn't matter how much I said, that's ridiculous. You're seeing that wrong. He carried that through for a long time. You know and what I'm so saying? When... And this is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Kids grow up feeling like nobody likes them or nobody appreciates their value. Uh, Mika Brzezinski, um, she's on the Morning Morning Joe sh- uh, show, and she has a whole thing called KnowYourValue.com mm-hmm. and uh, several books written. I've read it, her it, books. Have you? Yeah, Especially uh, for women and, mm-hmm. and write it, whatever. Um, and I, I love just the topic of her whole thing, KnowYourValue.com. That's what it is. I think... I think, Dr. Angel, so many people don't have any idea what their value is because their perspective is so distorted. It is. And so when you want to know where does your perspective come from, think of the messages you're telling yourself all the time. Self-talk. Your self-talk. It defines self-talk. You know, self-talk are those uh, internal or, you know, voiced out messages we say about ourselves when we're sitting, you know, when we're putting on our makeup in the mirror, brushing our hair, like, oh, look at, um, you know, my skin's so flawed or look how fat, you know, that's our self-talk. So what are we saying about ourselves? Because that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And when we are saying those things about ourselves in our head, you may say, well, nobody hears that. Yeah, but you, you are showing that that's what's going on in your head by your behavior, by your attitude. by Right, how you hold yourself, by what you're looking for in life, by what you're expecting to see. And so we see what our perspective is, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. You know, And so when we're feeling really beat up by life, we need to start looking at, well, what's our perspective? Exactly. What, what's happening? What's how really going on? How am I seeing this whole situation? And what else is there other explanations for this perspective? And so the hope and the good news tonight is that this can change. You don't have to stay like this. If your perspective is that you are down on yourself, you feel like you're too fat, you're too this, you're too that, you're too dumb, you're not this, you're not that person. If that is your perspective of you, it's going to just get worse through life if you don't deal with it. Oh, yes. And it's going to wreak havoc with your life. First of all, you're you're going to be miserable. You're going to feel stressed and anxious and depressed because you're going to have a lot of negative experiences. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you're going to be missing out on living that life with purpose and passion because you're just swallowed in all this mess, chaos. Um, I've been a realtor for 29 years, even though the commercial says 23. But I've been a, a realtor for a long time, and I used to teach real estate for six years to new agents as they came through. And it was so interesting to observe the ones who I felt like, okay, that one's going to make it because they feel like they can make it. Right. In, in an industry that has thousands of people in our Tampa Bay area, thousands and thousands of realtors. Mm-hmm. So it takes a person who says, I can sell that house. I can do a good job for you. But then I've seen people come through my classes that were like, I don't think I'll ever do this. I just can't imagine calling anybody on the phone. I just can't. I can't. I don't know what to say. I'm teaching you what to say. But I, I, don't, I don't think that I could ever, like, I... Uh, and invariably, they're the ones that within a few weeks, I, I'm going to go back to my job as a secretary. Right. Correct. Right? I, I just can't do this, whatever that is, you know? Right. So, I mean, this carries across 
so many parts of our lives, not just in dating, not just in our workforce, but in our home life. How do how what kind of a perspective do we teach our children by how do we feel about ourselves? Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's even research that shows our perspective um, can help predict our outcomes when we go into surgery. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and they talk about people who go into surgery with a healthy perspective, mm-hmm. come have they heal quicker, they yeah. experience less complications. What's the difference is the perspective, you right. know, and so it really has a lot to do with so much in our life. You know, that whole thing of put your mind to it and, and make it happen, right? Uh, but the when people see their life or their opportunities or their situations as Oh, my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm just not going to be able to learn that. I'm just not going to be able to do that. Then you're not. You're not. I mean, which is why, like, such exercises as vision boarding is so powerful. It is. Because it's changing that perspective. It's Mm -hmm. saying, okay, here are the goals I'm putting you know, a tangible, I'm putting it out with visual aids, like, and looking, at, I'm thinking about these are the goals I'm seeing. These are the goals. I'm having positive thoughts. I'm looking for these goals. Right. Those are the people who are going to achieve that on their vision board. That's exactly right. Um, somebody the other day said to me, uh, I said, I'm going to be driving to Indiana, in a, you know, in May to see my grandkids. And I'm driving, you know, because I want to bring some, some grandkids back. And um, they said, oh, how could you ever do that? By yourself? I said, yeah, I love it. What do you mean you love it? I said, you're like this too. I love it because I get my praise and worship music going. I am having time with God. I am enjoying the scenery. I can stop here for dinner or not. I can do this. I can do that. Oh, I could never do that. Right? And and I said, you mean you could never see yourself going to even like drive to Georgia by yourself? No. No, I couldn't do that. Wow. So I and, – and that's an example – of what we want our life to look like. Do we want to take opportunities? Do we want to take adventures, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Life should be an adventure. It absolutely should. Instead of so many people seeing life as, oh, I just got to get through the next few weeks, you know. Oh, yes. It's kind of like a, a beam of survival. But even when we look at studies of age, so it's one of your favorite topics, I know. Age is so mental, though, when we it's look at it. So it's mental. our perspective. When, it is if you so think you're mental. old, it doesn't matter what that chronological number is. You're old. Absolutely. And if you think you still have life and purpose, you're going, you're, you're living for, you know, the next thing. You're living in that hope. You're not. So, you know, we see how age has even changed over the last couple of generations. Like when people hit 40, it used to be like, oh, my gosh, like that was like years ago. So they died. Old. Yeah. You know, it just, you know, they lived like older people. I remember um, when I was dating a guy in high school and, and his parents were just in there. They were 40 and they just lived like what you little would expect. Old people. Little old people. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh! I mean, my grandma quit driving when she turned forty. She that, <laughs> she thought she needed to be done with driving because she's forty now, right? Wow! So, and we see ages, but it's all. Are in you here. saying I don't look eighty-eight? I didn't. Oh, are you trying to tell people you're eighty-eight? <laughs> no, oh, not at all. <laughs> she's playing. I, uh, yeah, I'm not. But 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 no, it is such it a perspective is such a thing. perspective, don't you think? I do. And and how we. Decide to live our lives depends, I think, a lot on how long we live. I agree with you. And how well we live. Yes. So you got to wrap it up because we have had such much fun on this Wing It special (laughs) tonight, Tommy. We've loved it that we don't have much time left. You got about three minutes, girl. I do. And you know what? And I'm just going to pose the question is, what's your perspective? Do you feel like life is always happening to you? Do you feel like the bad things just find you all the time? Do you feel like, you know, you're, you know, miserable or pain to pain? Or are you feeling like, hey, I've got purpose. I have strengths. I have talents. And yeah, life throws a couple bumps at me. But... Right. I can get through these bumps. Absolutely. Like I've survived 100% of my challenges in my life so far in my life. Right. Right? That's a positive perspective. And we've all survived 100% of our challenges so far in our life because we're, we're still, still living, right? So look at your perspective. And if it's not that perspective of, yeah, I deserve good things and I deserve, you know, to feel content in my life and I deserve, you know, then let, do something about it. Get the help you need to help change that. Two years ago, you went through 
several months of chemo. Yes. You lost your hair. You went through a lot of difficult times. But you always kept your perspective correct from everything I could see that you knew you were going to make through it, make it through, and you were going to be okay, and you were going to – and you never missed one show, Tommy. (laughs) When all this was going on, I mean, we've been doing this show five and a half years. Angel never missed one show, and and it was like that is an example to our audience of it doesn't matter what you're fighting – uh, it's determination. Am I going to fight it or am I going to lay down and let it kill me? Exactly. And yeah, and I had a choice to make every day of my life when I was and going through that. And you have three sons and, you know, a lot of people that need you. So <laughs> it's a good thing you made that choice. <laughs> but it, it was a choice. I'm very that, grateful that you did. <laughs> but no, but it was definitely a choice. That it wasn't just a one and done choice. It was an every, every day. day. Sometimes it every was Every day. Multi- I mean, and that's what happens when you change perspective. It's got to exactly. be a day by day thing. Yes. Today I'm choosing. Yes to look at things this way. Today I'm choosing to find the positive. Right. Today I'm choosing to look for the good in everything in my life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So for those of you out there that have been listening to this Wing It special tonight entitled How Do You See It? I would encourage you to go back and listen to it again. It's on YouTube and as soon as we get done, Tommy, it'll be right up on YouTube slash Tantalk Radio slash Go Yard and today's date. Correct? Yes, I've got it right. So let me give it to you again. YouTube slash Tantalk Radio slash Go Yard and today is 22720. So look for it and tell people about it. And it'll be here on podcast form, TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcast, go to Go Yard. Uh, final thought, Dr. Angel. Final thought is we have complete power and control over perspective. We certainly do. So let's take back our power. Yes. And let's get our perspective in a line of where we want the life we want to live. Amen. Good. Very well said. Great show. Enjoyed it tremendously. And so uh, we will see you again next week right here at 6.06 p.m. on TantalkNetwork.com on YouTube slash Tantalk Radio slash live when it's live. And uh, check it out and tell people about it. And we're going to be going to some some street fairs and things this year. So we'll hope to meet some of you. And so this has been who? Dr. Angel. And me, Mama Mac. And this has been Go Yard. See you next week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.